What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? With your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with a friend of mine I've known through the 10X community. I think I've known him, but he hasn't necessarily known me because I watch his stuff. And I've watched his interviews with Grant sometimes, and, and I really admire what he's done and what he did at such a young age as well. And I'm sure we're going to hear about what his vision is to do more. And so today's guest is Evan Carmichael. He believes in entrepreneurs. Gary Vee called him the DJ who inspires people. Ed Milet called him the modern day Napoleon Hill. I'm going to find out some person that I'm going to call him to after this interview. <laughs> at 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising 500000 to $15 million, and he now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs that you all need to check out. If you're not already on there, part of the 300, or I'm sorry, three and a half million subscribers with 300 million views, wrote four books, speaks globally. And listen, at the bottom of all this, it says right here that he just want, thinks that not enough people believe in themselves. And I, I, I agree. So Evan, welcome to the show. Now I'm here, Mike. Let's go. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. Let's do this. That's good, man. Well, let's go. Let's start the show like we normally do with the question, what are you made of? I'm a guy who wants to serve, man. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all want to feel like what we do matters. We want to wake up and feel like we're going to make something today that's going to matter. And for people listening to this, watching this, you probably want to have a big impact. You know, We want to change the world. But for some people, it's just, I want to help somebody. And when you wake up and you feel like what you do is going to have importance to somebody, that's how you get into action mode, 10x mode, right? You want to do it again, do it again, bigger, bigger, let's keep growing. And when you feel like what you do doesn't matter, that's a path down to anxiety and stress and, and suicide and depression and all that. Because you feel like the work you're doing doesn't matter, therefore you don't matter. And uh, I'm a guy who wakes up, what am I made of? I'm a guy who wakes up every day trying to do something that matters. Love it. I love it. So I got to ask you, so at a young age, I know your story, but the audience may not. At a young age, after going through, uh, you know, slow learning, we'll call it, but it wasn't really that. It was just the fact that nobody was really showing you the right way or maybe believing in you or helping you believe in yourself. But then finally starting to figure some things out and getting some traction at a young age, which I uh, went through a stage of drugs and alcohol when I was in college, right? Got off track. And I look back and I look at people like yourself and other people that started younger. And I'm like, man, I, I just, my window's short now and I really need to turn the speed up now. Thrust is a must. I got to go. But at a young age, when you finally started figuring things out, when was that specific time where you felt like, okay, wait a minute, I think I got this. Like, there's always a, like a moment where it's like the formula. I'm oh, still figuring things out, Mike. I still don't know what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah. But some of the stuff that you've had success with that everybody else is trying to go after with the YouTube channel with millions of subscribers, right? Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I, I, you know, that, that kind of stuff. There's, a, there's something in there that, and, I, and I've come to realize a lot of this as I've gone on my journey too. And I'm just curious when yours was where you're like, oh, this is the formula. Okay. Damn. It's that simple. There, Not that there's not hard work, but there's been a couple. I mean, the decision to be an entrepreneur instead of taking a job when I was 19, right? I mean, I wanted to be a venture capitalist. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I got huge opportunities to work with some major companies, make six figures right out of school. 
the jobs that my you know my classmates wanted versus start a business make three sounds glamorous now right but it's like i'm making 300 bucks a month dude that was <laughs> and i own 30 percent of this company so like okay great but i'm not really making anything here it was really just the fear of regret there was um jeff bezos had a line about the regret minimization framework basically live life with no regrets like what would you regret more when you're 80 looking back on your life i thought 80 was too old so i said 40 I'm 42 now, but I felt like 40 was an old man. Like when you're 40 and life is finished, you're going to look back on this moment <laughs> and feel like you wasted your life. And so that gave me the push to go off and start my first business. And everything has just basically come through those gut check moments where I'm always afraid to do the next thing. And it's just the willingness to go off and do it because I don't want to look back and regret my life. Yeah, man. I love it. And you got started early on, which is great. And you went through a lot trying to sell the company finally selling the company. What was the feeling after you started your biotech software company and you finally sold it? What was the feeling after that first moment that you knew it was, the deal was done? It was bittersweet. I actually didn't want to sell the company. Uh, so I had two business partners in that company and they wanted to sell so that they can get to the States and Canada. And so you can't just get to live in the US and they wanted to move to California as part of their kind of life goals. And so we got bought out by a company that had offices in California and I chose to stay here in Canada. And it was a more, we made the decision. It was a great timing, but also it was more of a life choice for them than anything else. I wanted to ride it out. It's like, we're growing, we're, we're, we're finally making it. Let's, let's build this thing. And they wanted to move to the US. So that was, um, and listen, who are, who are you to say, hey, no, don't, don't go live your dream. So it was great. You know, I had, had some money in the account, which was nice, but I also didn't know what I wanted to do next. And so it was a couple of years of just searching and saying yes and, you know, travel a bit, but, I'm not really the sit on the beach kind of guy. Like I want to, mm -hmm. I want to do something. So I joined a venture capital firm for a while to learn how to make, how to invest in the companies. Cause at that point I only knew my one business. And when you're in the VC world, you get exposure to all sorts of different industries. That was pretty cool. Then I got asked to start speaking and I had my website and I had, I did my YouTube channel and it all, you know, looking back, I guess makes sense. But as I was in it, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, okay, right, let's right, just right. say yes. And a bunch of stuff, like one thing stuck out of all the things that I said yes to, but I wanted to feel still that I was doing something meaningful and important. And the amount of money doesn't matter, but when you got the money, when you sold your company for the first time, did you know what to do with the money? What did I even do? I don't remember, dude. I'm just curious because like a lot of times when you're young, you don't, you know, you don't know any better. Like, I didn't you know. blow it. I just, I was into investing a lot. So like, I'm just going to invest it. So I, I might've even still been living with my parents at the time. I don't remember. This is back wow. I was 22. Yeah. I'm, this is 20 years. I'm 42 right now, right? This is like 20 years yeah, yeah. ago. It was like a, a half my life ago. I just invested. I probably spent a little bit on travel or whatever, but I didn't start the business to, I didn't have my eyes set on a specific car or, you know, 22. I didn't, I wasn't really thinking I need a mansion. Like, what do you do with a mansion right, when you're right, 22? Right. I don't know. There was also not the Instagram wasn't there. I didn't see all these pictures of young people happening. It's like, I didn't know what to do. You know, I had no model. Yeah. So I, I probably just invested it and did a little travel and just kept living my life. You know, like it doesn't actually change that much. There's money problems, but, and my money problems got solved, you know, the first two years of the business. And after that, my lifestyle didn't really change all that much. And then, so when did you start making money besides venture capital company that you worked for? Like, what was the first business that you did? I started capital? another software company that did not take off. And then I started the speaking stuff just kind of happened. You know, I was this young, entrepreneur success story. Canada, my country sent me to 
some events to represent the country as a young entrepreneur, whatever. So that started my speaking journey. And then the venture capital business was more education. I got paid when I brought in deals and I used my website to bring in deals, just learning how to SEO off my website. And then I realized, oh, you can actually make money off of ads on your website. That was new. And you know, I made three cents the first day and then turn it into 30 cents and then three bucks and then 30 bucks and then 300 bucks. And you just keep putting out content, realizing that, okay, I can't write enough content myself to do this. So I, I got 5,000 people to write for the website, something crazy. We had six figures in, in, um, in pages of content on the website. And then I started making videos. I learned about YouTube. 2009 was my first video on YouTube. So it wasn't like right at the beginning of YouTube, but still fairly early days. Like nobody's making educational content on YouTube back in 2009. It was right, right. stupid stuff, you know, like meme stuff, man falls downstairs and here's my breakfast. Like it was just stupid stuff. But I, I'm a visual learner. Like I'd much rather see content than read it or listen to it. And so I just started making videos hoping that somebody like me might learn from it. Like nobody had a million subscribers. It didn't exist. Being an influencer wasn't a thing. So I just made content just to try to help. And you know, 50 people saw videos like, wow, 50 people saw this video. That's pretty cool. Slightly different expectations now. And it's also evolved. Like if you people go to YouTube to learn now, yep. you want to learn how to build something, they'll learn more from your show than they'll learn at school. Right. I mean, like people are going to learn now. So, but it took, it took, I mean, five years in, I had 2000 subscribers or something like that. It's something crazy. It was just yeah, yeah. on my website, I show the journey just to show like it wasn't this overnight success story. You mentioned Grant. Grant and I are at the same agency. And, and Grant also grinded you know, for years making content and just nothing was taken off or doing well to now, obviously, he's had a ton of success. And he was one of the first people to, uh, when I was doing mashups and sh sharing other people's content, Grant was one of the most, like Grant's like, yeah, use whatever you want. I I've even got stuff I haven't promoted yet. I haven't released it. Do you want it? You can put it on your channel. He was He's the most uh, smart, just, smart, yeah, smart, like ahead of his time too, right? Just yeah. when other people are thinking promote, promote, promote. safety and defense mode, Grant's always on offense, just always on offense, always on offense. And so he's been a great help and great friend over the years. And that's, that's the key, right? Like I didn't have mm -hmm. anybody. My parents are amazing humans and they taught me how to be a human, but they're not entrepreneurs. And I didn't have anybody. I didn't know who to look up to. I didn't have anybody. And so seeing now how many people are sharing their message like it gives you a model to follow it gives you a template like it's possible you don't have to have the life that your parents have or your your teachers have or the people around you can build something brand new something completely out there because there are models that you can more easily follow now than existed before and that's why i created the channel too is to try to expose some of those messages to say hey just because you grew up like this doesn't mean you have to stay here for the next 20 years so where you mentioned something about expectations have changed that's 100 percent because you know, you got Clubhouse now, you got all these different things. And when people go on there, as soon as they don't get any followers or any attention or any eyeballs, they give up. They get discouraged because they have their expectations up here. They think everybody else just got it, just like you said. And it wasn't a long grind or a buildup to that. And so I noticed you on Clubhouse having rooms and you're, you're doing like consistency. And that just shows, and it's inspiring consistency every single day. It's not even a thought like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, and I'm doing it every day. So can you speak to the consistency and how that's played a big role in some of your success or all of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably the only thing I had going for me, Mike. You know, I'm shy, introverted, no need to be on camera. This is the biggest fight that I had. You know, my agent, the same agent as Grant, 
most like Grant loves talking to people. Grant is like that. That's he's the extrovert of extrovert, and will talk to anybody, talk to strangers, go up, and he's, there's always a deal to be made. And now he's like, he's that's what it, that's not me, dude. I'm not talking to anybody out on the street. And so I always felt that that was a limitation. But the only thing I had going for me was I just kept going. You know, when people look at my journey and see, okay, you're five years in, you have two thousand subscribers. Like, why? How did you keep going? I just always focus on who I was serving instead of who I wasn't. You know, that if 50 people watch my video, that's 50 people. Like if you were to go give a yeah. speech at a library or a club or something, if 50 people are there, you'd be nervous. At least I would be nervous. And that's how I always saw it. And that hopefully for one of those, I would tell myself, even if it was a lie, that for one of those 50 people, that this was a life-changing video. You know, that the thing I made right now, it's going to be life-changing for at least one person. I wouldn't, if you said, oh, this is going to help a million people, that's not true because only 50 people saw it. So there's no way I'm going to believe that. But for one person, this might be life-changing. And if you can actually feel that, it gives you the encouragement to then go off and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Isn't it a shame that people like, you know, they don't, they don't think about it's actually 50 physical people that could be in a room with them. And then they give up because of they're not, it's not a hundred or a thousand. Like that's a, that's a damn shame, man. That's a it's message a, right there to, to pay attention to. It's a mindset shift. Damn. You know, you know, like people looking at your show and say, wow, Mike, like look at your setup and your studio and you got the nice background and, and you got a professional microphone and you're bringing on all these guests and you know, you're eloquent and you're asking great questions. Like people would look at that and say, well, I, I, you're like, I can't do that. I, nobody's going to watch my show. And so the comparison is great, but only if you use it as a push forward. You know, and yeah. then recognize yeah. like it's equal. I want to grow and get better. And for the achievers out there, like we default to why are we not good enough and let's keep climbing the mountain. So the high, high achievers need to also have a little bit of perspective to say, hey, like 50 people did watch this one and I'm getting better and I'm making an impact. And if you focus on who you are serving instead of who you're not, it does two things. One, it, it makes you happier. You know, it's like, hey, what I do actually matters. And if you feel that what you do matters, you're going to continue to show up and do the thing. But if you felt like you, what you did, didn't matter, you're going to stop. Uh, but two, when you focus on the people who you are serving, they also take you to the people who you aren't serving. You know, like, oh, you got to watch the show. Mike is insane. Yep. He has all these great guests. That's his great question. Like, they take you to the people who don't know about you yet. And so that nobody taught me that. I don't know where that came from. Maybe it's just being a Canadian. I, I don't know what it is, but I just focused on who I was serving. And that was the only thing that, that's the only thing I had going for me. I wasn't, uh, you know, not. The most good looking, not the most eloquent, not the smartest. Nah, you're handsome. Come on, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not funny. You know, um, I, I don't have the swagger. Like, all the other things I would tell myself are really important that I had none of that stuff. But I just kept going and I focused on who I was serving. And eventually, think if you love it and you keep pouring your love into it, it'll pay off. Well, I would venture to say that the only reason that you're an introvert is because you decided to be an introvert. Because I believe that it's a decision. And we're labeled. And then once you decide, you just change the decision. And then you've done that now. Like that, So it's a decision. I think that we're naturally maybe inclined to be a certain way, but then we, we agree to it. If we don't agree to it, then you go in a different direction. So uh, I wanted to challenge you on that because I don't think, I think it's just a decision. It's not actually who you were. So you can argue I'm, with me if you want, but that's fine. No, I'm, I'm totally open to that, to that realization. I've chosen to lean in on it. 
uh, as that, you know what, I still want to serve and I'll lean in on the strengths of a, whatever you want to call an introvert in that we're great in listening and we're great in having one-on-one conversations and we don't want to talk about stupid stuff. We don't want to, we don't want to small talk. We want to have impactful conversations. And so I'll, I'll choose to lean in on that. And that's ended up serving me a lot more, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally up. Maybe the whole thing is just a lie. Maybe the whole thing is just a story that I'm telling myself. And uh, I got to hang around Mike man. more often. He's gonna he's gonna kick the extrovert. It's like that was always buried inside me, yeah. and uh, everything changes. <laughs> yeah. So just like you have a mission, my mission is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So I filter everything through that mission. And when I started doing podcasting, I leaned into it and did I don't know. I've done three hundred episodes of mine, and I did four, over four hundred of other people's, just going on shows, saying yes to everything. And I cleared my schedule. And so for the last three and a half years, I've done probably close to now seven hundred to a thousand podcasts, mine and other shows. So that's how I can be comfortable and just come up with questions like this. I can speak at any moment, but people don't see all that, right? And you were talking, we were talking about that. So I love that you said that. So how do you come up with creativity or get creative when you're not feeling creative? When you know you got to put content out? So two things. One, I don't accept that I'm not going to put content out. So back to your like make a decision, right? Content's going up. It's in my calendar and I do it to my calendar. So the to identity, right? Tuesdays are my YouTube days. I'm making content, whether I feel like it or not. Content. I, I had a broken neck. I'm making content. You know, I have a concussion. I'm making content. I've got like a giant scab on my forehead. I'm making content, and you can see it. Like all that. So when I actually broke my neck and had a concussion, and like you can barely see the camera, wow. I'm still making content. And it's not. Is it my best content? No, but it's one. It's my identity to who I am, who Evan Carmichael is. Like, what am I made of? I'm that guy. But it also ends up being for a lot of people and ended up being the most inspiring content. It's like this guy's showing up with a broken neck and concussion, like giant scab on his forehead. And my, I'm not making content because, you know, I don't know, I got a little pimple on my nose or something. So, like, one, it's just part of my identity that I'm, I'm going to do it. And I've taken not making content off the table. That is not a reality. So, then inside of that, okay, now I have to make content, how I find creativity. If I'm in a zone where I'm not very creative, change the environment is the fastest way to do it. Put on music that inspires you. Go for a walk outside. Get some fresh air in your face. Go for a drive somewhere. Go to the coffee shop and walk back. Like just change the environment that you're in. Listen to one of Mike's shows. You know you're going to be inspired. <laughs> but that's honestly it. Like change yeah, that's the environment so obvious, that you're in. And I know I know that. And, and so I go through these phases. But I'm I'm in the house a lot and in, in my studio. And I got other businesses I'm running. And then I got to do content. And I'm like, well, shit, man, I'm not covering. But that's so. It always works. If I travel somewhere, I mean, it always works. I have content like that. So I'm glad I asked you that question. <laughs> One of the most important things that I do is every morning I go on a walk and at 10, 15 minutes, depends on how long I want to go, but just around the, around the block and back and I'll pull out my phone and I'll see who's messaged me on Instagram and I'll do video replies to people, whether they shared my story, whether they have a question, whatever it is. Like, and the video, 15 seconds max. So it's not like you're getting into the most life-changing no, advice. Right, but right. What it does is one, I'm outside, I'm getting movement. I get sun on my face, but I, I also feel like what I'm doing matters wow, to, like to that, the person. Yeah. And I'm connecting back to service because you can have, we can have the greatest conversation today. I'm on top of the world. Amazing. And then tomorrow you wake up and it's like, where, where, what happened? It's like you're starting over every day. And so cool. If you're starting over every day, then you need a mechanism every day to remind yourself of the work that you're doing and how much it matters. And so Instagram is usually a pretty easy way to do it. I get three and a half million subscribers. Cool. I don't know what that means. I mean, sure, that's a whole city, but I don't know. It, it doesn't equate emotionally to anything. But when I send a message to somebody that they ask me a question, I feel like I help them. That gets me excited. And then you come home and ready to go off and make more content. 
Um, so those two I'm things, like not making content, it's not an option. I, even if I didn't know what to say, then the video becomes, I don't know what to say. And then that becomes the lesson that I'm still going to show up even though I don't know what to say. That's the message. That's the video. But usually just changing the environment and connecting to service somehow, a couple of those messages and I'm good to go. And that's like 45 seconds to send three messages. And now I'm already feeling more inspired. Thank you. Got it. I hope all of you have written this down, those of you listening and watching. Um, you know, and then three final questions as we wrap up here. Evan, I want to thank you, first of all, too, uh, for showing up today. Again, showing up, baby. And uh, the final questions, three of them, real quick. One, what's the thing you're most proud of that you've accomplished? Probably just continuing to fight myself, you know, on the things that I didn't think were possible. It's a daily battle to then believe in yourself to hit the next thing. Like I can believe yeah. in myself to do what I've done, but to do the next thing, that constant battle. Yeah. Okay. And then what are you doing right now that's got you excited? Talking to you, Mike. Come on. What? Well, Let's I mean, go. besides this, obviously. Besides this, this there's no this doubt is about it, this, dude. This is all I'm worried. I'm in the present moment. We're doing this. No, but I am, you know, it's it's awesome being on here and talking with you. Uh, next book is coming out soon. So it's a book about momentum and how do you get to get for so many people, the only thing they're missing is momentum. Like you've got the heart and the soul and the desire to serve and you're going to do a great job and you want to help people. And the biggest thing that most people are missing is just the momentum to get started. You're talking about building a great life. Like it's, it's actually possible, guys, to build this great life. What are you missing? You're not starting. It's like there's no momentum at the starting mm -hmm. gate. And so the, the new book, and it'll be a tour and everything else, is about how to build the momentum you need to chase down your great life. Is it titled yet? Momentum. <laughs> momentum. Okay. I, just, I wasn't sure. I want to make sure. Yeah, 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 so watch yeah, out for title, momentum, guys. Yeah. Watch yeah. out for momentum. Coming from Evan Carmichael, the new book. It'll be your fifth book, right? Yeah. Yep. Fifth book. Uh, okay. And then uh, if people are interested in other books, um, they can get them at your website, I imagine, or Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, whatever. Just look up okay. Carmichael. Okay. And then final question here, vision for the future. Okay. What, what do you have your site, site locked in right now that if you knew right now that you accomplished it, it would light your ass up? What is that, what is that thing that you're focused on? So I, I want to solve And, the and by the way, don't, and not just your mission. Okay. But yeah. like something specific. I don't have a specific, right? It's like, I'm not attached to the how, you know? So if you had asked me three years ago or whatever, I wrote my first book five years ago, I, like, I don't want to write a book. I got like Steve, again, my agent, his grants agent was pushing me for years, write a book, write a book. I don't want to write it. Steve, I don't want to write a book. I've got my YouTube channel. Who needs to write a book these days? People can open, I can open up doors with my channel. I was, I was against it. And now uh, how many books do I have out? You know, it's like the things that we often, here's the problem. Here's my, my problem with not focusing on the mission is like, you can have 10 year goals, Problem is you you probably should jump off the 10 year goal two years in because there's something better, you know? So it's like the how doesn't matter. Like what are you aiming towards? Like if you're focused on helping people build their greatest life, right now you're doing podcasting and you've you've done eight hundred pi or a thousand by them, it's insane. It's amazing. And the world will change. And maybe in three years, podcasting is not the thing. And and Mike's gonna open up his own VR company. And now we're all beaming in to sit there with Mike and be in his studio together, right? So it's like that it's great for me, at least is how I operate. It's like it's great to have. So if you ask me like short, it's cool. I'm gonna have my book coming out. I'm gonna I want my YouTube channel can hit 10 million subscribers. I can do a tour around momentum. Yeah, I wanna I wanna travel and meet Believe Nation, my my audience around the world. Amazing. And it's like the flexibility to know that all of that's probably gonna change. And I have to have the courage to jump off of YouTube if it's not the thing anymore, because we all need to be hanging out in Mike's new VR company because that's where all the people are, right? Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. How about television? Any any interest in being on television? No interest in TV. I mean, maybe for the right opportunity. I've turned down some TV stuff. Just the impact isn't there. So TV 
is is great for your resume depending on the show you know right, right. tv is great for the resume but I, I don't care about the resume anymore right, right, you know right, like right, i've got right. enough to be able to adding you, x yeah. show doesn't really help um yeah. and so impact but listen the, for the right show like grants grants uh undercover millionaire or billionaire did, yeah, did a lot yeah. for him so it just depends on the right opportunity it's like when you started this you said yes to every podcast because you never know where it's going to go and that's a great philosophy too is like he says yes he says hi he takes you know just don't know where it's going to go and it's that willingness to play in the unknown that actually allows you to live your great life because what does a great life look like to you if you're thinking values you can project that forward but if you're thinking actually what are you going to be doing when you're 50 or 70 or 100 like you don't know because right. the world's going to change and so it's being yeah. flexible enough to to hop off the path that you thought like if you know we're going to be in 10 years you're thinking small you know like maybe you're living inside some corporation you're going to make senior partner cool but you're probably not living a great life it's the willingness to jump off to go to the next thing because it's more in line with your actual values good to great to amazing that's 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 my journey that i'm on and i think you are <laughs> as well so uh hey man i appreciate you being on here today thanks and uh look forward to working with you on some project in the future i know there's something out there that we'll synergize on and uh you guys have been listening to the what are you made of podcast with your boy Mike C-Rock and also the unstoppable Evan Carmichael. He's trying to get you to believe in yourself, man. Everybody needs to believe in themselves and also know that you're unstoppable. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.